Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Welcome to another episode of Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And man, I have been in line all week, running to stores, checking online stock. Wait, for what? It's absolutely amazing how my Star Wars collecting skills are so directly applicable to other areas of life, like the Hewlett Packard touchpad fire sale. Yeah, your advanced knowledge of how to research things and determine the best line strategy. And patience. Yeah. For servers that are being crashed by hundreds upon thousands of orders, skills honed by years of collecting Sideshow, General Giant, and even some Hasbro Summer exclusives really paid off in getting us HP touchpads this week. For super cheap. Yeah, I, we even helped your boss who was impressed with my line skills. He was, and he was comparing the HP touchpad sale to Black Friday, and he goes, the thing with Black Friday is... It's once a year and it's one day. This HP touchpad thing has been going on all week. And I go, Ed, for you, Black Friday's one day. I'm a Star Wars collector. (laughs) This is my life. (laughs) He kind of looked at me as if I was a little bit crazy and with a little bit of pity twinged with awe. Yeah. As far as Star Wars collecting goes, also a pretty good week in traveling to every Best Buy in the Central Illinois region. I hit a number of Walmarts, Targets, and yes, one day I even broke down and went to a Kmart. It was out of boredom, really. Yeah, it kind of was. We were waiting after a Best Buy run just for some time to kill. And I did find the B-Wing, and for some reason I wasn't worried about this B-Wing. I had a feeling that when I was ready to come to terms with shopping at Kmart, I would walk in and there would be the B-Wing, and that is exactly how it went. There was only one left, though. I was surprised. I honestly expected I would see more, but I got one. It was in good condition, nice vintage box, so I grabbed that. They had the toy clearance outside. Now, I don't know if all Kmarts do this, but this is a common tactic at ours is they take all their clearance stuff and throw it on the sidewalk. I don't know if they're hoping you steal it because then they can write it off. They actually had Captain Locke there in the most ruined package I'd ever seen. I mean, a great opener. The figure was in good condition. Despite sitting outside, I didn't notice any yellowing. Well, it was already open. Yeah, the bubble was right off the card. They still wanted $7 for it. And I'm like, eh, I'm not going to go $7 for bubble off card. Just no. not going to do that. I don't understand why they think they can charge $7 for that. But, you know, I don't work at a company that went bankrupt and destroyed the lives of thousands of people. Wait, maybe I do. No, no, you don't. I used Anymore. to. Anymore. You used yeah. to. Also hit a Toys R Us and our Toys R Us's... <laughs> 
Yes. Our Toys R Us's have not gotten in any more of the video game figures, no Republic Commandos, and no Force Unleashed 2 for me. I'm going to play the long game and see if they restock before Christmas. I'm starting to get an eBay twinge on that set, though. Also, still no Y-Wings at ours, except for that same beat-up one that you saw last week. But yes, you picked up an Impulse Buy. It's a little talking plush clip-on, which I guess is backpack buddy or tool to annoy Arnie, whatever you want to call it. But it's a cute, cute little Ewok who only says one phrase. Yeah, it's Wicked, and he doesn't say my favorite Wicked phrase, which is, Eat your mama. That's what he says, you know, when he's poking the spirit Leia. Well, it says squeeze to hear your favorite phrases, but he only says this. But I think they just have a generic package for every single one. Yeah, because at no point does that say Wicked or even Ewok. It just says, press to hear your favorite phrases. Uh Talking plush. I foolishly squeezed the Chewbacca thinking he would have something insightful to say, but he just had his growl. Yeah, what were you thinking there? Yeah, same with Darth Vader. It's just breathing over and over again. R2-D2. They didn't have the Yoda, though. But they were $10, which I think is overpriced. And yet you bought it anyway. I did, absolutely. Because <laughs> he says this. I do wish he said more than one thing. That is my only complaint, but he's nice and cute. He is, he's really soft. I also thought we were going to walk out of there with a lot more stuffed animals, because at first I thought I saw Star Wars Scruffies. And if you were at Celebration 5, you know, the Scruffies were the exclusive little stuffed Star Wars buddies. Mm-hmm. And it turned out it's not a Scruffy. It's a footsie. Footsies. F-O-O-T-Z-E-E-Z. Now. Same company. If you only have one, though, isn't it a footsie? No, they're called footsies. You have they, a single footsies? Yes, you do. Okay. I thought you would want them all because the first one I saw was R2. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a super deformed, and I thought that you'd really be attracted to them. And cheaper than the talking ones, they were only six ninety nine at Toys R Us, which is actually cheaper than we could Red Laser them for online, where they're eight ninety nine dollars and mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Why they're cheaper at Toys R Us unless they've got them mismarked. Maybe they got this mismarked with... No, they checked the item on that yeah. and they had to do a price lookup because for some reason the talking ones weren't in their system mm-hmm. and so they had to go through the trouble of researching it and it certainly is a $9.99 item yeah. after their little report on it. And I was unable to find this anywhere, the little Ewok. I tried red lasering it and there was nothing. And I tried Amazon and couldn't yeah. find it by UPC. But then again, they couldn't find it by UPC either. Yeah, that's true. But while I couldn't find the Republic Commando figure set at Toys R Us. If you still need that Republic Commando figure set, remember our sponsor Backstage Toys is giving that set away here on the show. You have to listen next week to find out if you're the winner and to enter you have to like Star Wars Action News on Facebook and like Backstage Toys on Facebook. So if you like both pages, then listen to the next show to find out if you want. Now over at Walmart, I was able to find a figure set that I'd only previously found at Toys R Us. It was the Defend Camino Battle Pack and because it's three clones, it is, of course, the hardest one to find. I've never even seen that before anywhere. I saw it at Toys R Us, but it was $25 at Toys R Us, and I'm like, I'm gonna play the long game on this one and see if I can find it at a Walmart. Did you notice how the Battle Pack's package has also shrunk crazily? Yeah, much better for storage. Yes. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) They're a much more manageable size now. However, they're 
smaller by half. This is a nice set. You get fives, Echo, and Blitz. And I like this. I like the detail of the clones. I like that you're getting some individual clones who were featured in episodes. Echo and Fives have removable helmets. And I am going to have more battle game dice than I know what to do with when I open all my figures. Because all the figures and packs are coming with them and all these cards. It's going to have a wonderful little box of stuff I don't need. But hit your Walmarts. Find those. I just don't recommend buying buying anything at Toys R Us that's not an exclusive because you'll find it cheaper elsewhere. Also over at Walmart, if you hit the poster aisle, if you are one of the few who actually think that the upcoming Blu-ray set has good artwork on it, because (laughs) most of the forum chatter, the Facebook chatter is all grumbles about how cheap the artwork is for this set and how generic and... It's a monumental occasion. This has been the movie that has been the lone holdout. It needs some art that makes the not even casual fan walk by and say, holy crap, I gotta own that. I saw that once and it was awesome, but now it's on Blu-ray? Sign me up. And that's not what the art is. Jake Lloyd's on it, for Christ's sake! Jake Lloyd! What an acting! Admittedly, putting Jake Lloyd on the cover of anything, be it Star Wars or Jingle All the Way, does not exactly open my wallet. But the Yoda and Vader are kind of nice. They're, I just, I don't know. I think they could have gone better by going more iconic, but they're trying to market. We're, we're suckers. We're gonna buy it Anyway, they don't have to appeal to those of us who liked it in the old days. I'm just glad they didn't use Darth Maul, who was overused. They're using him on all the episode one 3D packaging. They're keeping him in their back Mm -hmm. pocket for a little while longer. But I guess there's really not one you can pick from episode one other than Jake Lloyd. I guess young Obi-Wan. It's a more iconic image. The way they have Luke faded over Anakin, you know, so they're really trying to tie the two together. Yeah. You know what I kind of liked that they did is the young readers books had a cover cover and I think it was a standee at the bookstores that showed they took Jake Lloyd and they took Hayden Christensen in episode two and used one of those computer aging model things like they use for children who've been lost for 15 years and they did a morphing of Jake Lloyd aging into Hayden Christensen. Oh, that's neat. Now imagine if you did that where you started Jake Lloyd, the middle was Hayden Christensen and the end was Darth Vader. That could have been a nice little... That would be really cool. But this is what you have. If you do like the art, though, if you want a fading Luke superimposed over a sullen Jake Lloyd, you can get these over at Walmart. Now, while I was at the numerous Best Buys, I also saw a giant C-3PO and R2-D2 standee and found the first of the Blu-ray exclusives if you put $5 down on the Complete Saga at Best Buy, specifically the Complete Saga, then you're going to get an exclusive film cell. And the film cell had previously been announced as a UK exclusive weren't sure if it was going to hit the U.S., but yes, it is a Best Buy exclusive pack-in item. So let me guess how this day is going to work, because it doesn't fall on your birthday weekend. What's the actual release date? The 16th, so the oh, after. after my birthday. Okay, so let me guess how this is going to go. We'll probably need to take the day off work to get all the exclusives. We're going to need to be at midnight at one of the Walmarts to get the... F- well, the figure packs are out. There's not yeah. Walmart exclusive figure packs. But we're going to have to get the Walmart exclusive. And while it's a midnight opening, we're Star Wars fans. What else are we going to do? Yeah. Now, I did check BestBuy.com. I can pre-order the complete saga there for $90. Now, remember, the MSRP on this is 140 So I was afraid for the film sale, I'd have to spend the entire 140 And I would not do that for the film sale. I would just go to eBay and spend 30 for the film sale and not have extra Blu-rays that I don't need. So you've gotten a little bit of knowledge after Episode 3, is what you're saying? Yeah, kind of, yeah. 
How many copies of episode three DVD do we have? Quite a few. But if you do want this sell, $89.99 at Best Buy. I'm kind of waiting on that because, again, I think the sells are going to be everywhere on eBay. I really do. I want to see what the other stores have. I want to see what Walmart and Target and Toys R Us bring out as their exclusives. If the only thing is the film sell, then Best Buy can have my money. If there's a better exclusive, though, one I want more, the film sell, it's not an action figure. You know, it's not something I collect anyway. I wouldn't even necessarily know what to do with the film sell. So I'm playing the long game. I think that within the two weeks before the Blu-rays release, which isn't that much longer. It's coming up. We're going to find out a lot more in the way of exclusives and covers and packaging. If you don't care about exclusives and you just care about getting the cheapest price and ordered from Amazon back when they put these online, you may want to check your order because if you ordered with Amazon free super saver shipping, you're not getting the Blu-rays until October. That's crappy. That's really crappy. That's what free super saver shipping does to you. We're Amazon Prime members. We do a lot of shopping on Amazon, but if you upgrade to the two-day shipping or something, you're going to get it the week of release, or perhaps the week after since it's being released on a Friday instead of the normal Tuesday. But if you choose the cheapest shipping method, the cheapest shipping method includes the longest warehouse wait, and they are prioritizing Prime members and paying shipping members, because you're also paying for handling. You're giving Amazon a little profit. And so, I didn't order it at Amazon, but all the reports I'm seeing online say the free super saver shipping means October is your estimated delivery date. Now, maybe it won't be October, but that's what the orders are saying. So if you pre-ordered when these went up, go in and check your open orders on Amazon and see if it does say October, because it does appear a lot of people got bumped. Yeah, but that means I finally got something for being a Prime member. (laughs) Well, in addition to free shipping on tons and tons of items. Yeah, I take full advantage of that. Now, with the Blu-rays, there's been some news that these will not be the same versions you've seen before, because it's not Star Wars if it's not changed. A lot of what they're showing differences, if you go to the digitalbits.com, we'll have a link from the homepage, is changes in cropping so that characters are more fully seen, some changes in lighting, some changes in color. The big rumor is that, yes, indeed, as speculated, the Episode One Yoda will be replaced. Instead of the poor-looking puppet, it will be replaced by a far more Episode Two looking CGI model. But there's no word on if Episode One is also going to receive an upgrade to Jake Lloyd's acting. <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone, though, if they don't want their Star Wars experience ruined, don't go look at this website. I just looked at it, and now I'm ticked, because I... It had a picture a comparison of something. Are you th- talking about the Wampa arm? Yes! Now that's all I'm going to be fixated on is the damn Wampa arms. I'm going to watch the versions and compare them now, which I was probably going to do anyway, let's be honest. However... But that's like a frame you will never notice. That shot is so quick. Is it like when Tyler Durden inserts porn into cartoons? Pretty much. I mean, this person is freeze-framing. These are images released by Lucasfilm. They are not actually from the Blu-ray. This site did not have them in hand. And really, when are you going going to go back and watch the old DVD versions that have that instead of the Blu-rays that'll have superior sound, superior picture. Hopefully Luke Skywalker's lightsaber won't be green when he's training on the Millennium Falcon. I'm torn because I know this bothers some people, but it's not the Star Wars I watched when I was little. No, we still have the DVDs and the laser discs and the VHS tapes of the originals, which are still going to be the best. They didn't need upgrades. They don't need 3D. But that said, you are excited about the high-def experience. Oh, I'm experience. excited about the high-def experience, but 
but it's like Star Wars is Joan Rivers now. There's going to be no original parts. In online nudes, it appears there's going to be a delay in the Connect Star Wars game. No, not a video game delayed. Yeah, has any video game ever come out when it was stated to come out? Yes. Usually they're very buggy and require patches. This doesn't shock me at all because when they first announced the Kinect game, I'm really not trying to be a naysayer about it. I hope it's fun, but I just have my doubts about a Star Wars Kinect game where the game is pod racing and things like that. And then when I read online that there's one level where you're basically a rancor who gets to use the force to destroy a town like your Godzilla, it just sounded really silly to me. And I guess the online buzz and the early reports of the game just having terrible controls. And as a Kinect owner who's played over half a dozen Kinect games, the sensitivity and responsiveness of the controls can make or break a game. There have been plenty of great games that we have tried that sound like they're going to be a lot of fun, but then you go play it. And it's got a delay, it's got the movements off, it doesn't read your body right, and then you go read the reviews and it's the game. And for programmers out there, I mean, there's not just a standard Connect API that does your movements the way you can do a joystick API and up you do this and down you do this and A you do this. So the Connect, as I understand it, every company needs and every game to some degree needs to develop their own code for responsiveness and movement. And it's far more complex than a joystick. And so the fact that this game pre-release was marred with bad reviews of the people who tested it, this is the best thing for the game is to take their time and get it right. That said, the Xbox system's getting pretty old. Rumors of the PS4 possibly being next year are pretty strong. Nintendo is already prepping the Wii successor, so how relevant will the game be, especially if the article I read is right when they say late 2012, not even early 2012. But here's the thing. With the Kinect, you either have to have it spot on or your game is going to tank. And this is a big release for the Kinect. I don't think they have any other big names. Games. This is it. Star would force a lot of people to buy connects. They can't afford to screw this up. No, but... The disappointing thing here was I was just about on board with the droid Xbox console. Oh, who are you kidding? You're going to buy it anyway. Well, this is true, but... Okay, just making sure, because don't... Oh, I'm almost on board with it. Whatever. Come on, me and all these other people know exactly what's going to happen. You're going to say, oh, I don't know, I'll wait for a price drop, blah, blah, blah. Who'll be there first day getting it with an exclusive? Arnie. Maybe. We'll see. Whatever. But if it's coming out that close to a generation change for the Xbox... Yeah, then you might as well hold off and yeah. pick one up super cheap in the exactly. second market. yeah. But you have to make sure there's a generation change because if it was coming out tomorrow, guess who would have to take her lunch hour and go pick it up? Oh, that would be me, wouldn't it? Unless you have another wife I don't know about. Nope, no, no, it would be me. Yeah, because the other wife probably wouldn't have to do that. Well, the other thing, though, is I don't know that I believe late 2012. While Christmas is traditionally the best time to sell your game, games that miss that Christmas date very rarely sit on a shelf for another year to hold on till the next Christmas, which is why February and March are the times when all the big video games get released, is those were the games intended to be the Christmas top sellers. So despite the fact that this article at Compex.com says that they think it'll be late 2012. If it takes that long to get it right, then I'm all for late 2012. And everything I'm reading says Microsoft is looking at the Kinect as a way to extend the life of the Xbox hardware. They don't think the CPU and all of that needs an upgrade. The Kinect is the upgrade. So if the Xbox is going to be around for a couple more years, late 2012 isn't a problem. But on the plus side, that means I don't have to budget this winter for an Xbox 
and a couple of Blu-ray sets with exclusives, and Star Wars The Old Republic, the collector's edition that comes with that Darth Malgus maquette. Darth Malgus? Darth Malgus. That is the worst Darth name ever. No, Darth Kytus is the worst Darth name ever. Plagueis isn't great, but Malgus? This is like some kind of fungal infection you get on your toenails or something. Malgus is a badass. If you've read the book... Well, you have to be with a name like Malgus. Deceived by Paul S. Kemp. This is... Paul S. Kemp needs to get a commission from General Giant for making me buy this maquette because the trailer made Malgus look cool because Malgus is the one from that trailer we got to see 300 times at the Lucasfilm Pavilion. That's still not out? Correct. But... And that trailer wasn't even part of the game. That was a third-party company hired to make a teaser. So they are incorporating characters from it because it was such a big hit. And Malgus is the Sith who kicked so much ass in that trailer. It just looks so cool. And then you read Deceived by Paul S. Kemp and he becomes even cooler. And he's one of my favorite Sith of all time because of that book. So, Gel Giant making a maquette? Absolutely. That said, I'm a bit of a procrastinator when it comes to purchasing things online, especially things that I'm lukewarm on. I really wanted the maquette. I don't think I have time to continue podcasting and play Star Wars The Old Republic. I played Galaxies, and right about the time we started Star Wars Action News was about the last time I ever played Galaxies. Well, didn't they make some changes that upset the Galaxies community? Also, they devalued something. I don't remember the details, but there was an uproar. They changed the game entirely with what they called the new game experience, because the old game experience was also known as the bad game experience. And then they got the new game experience, and those few people who hung on and liked the old game, what I like to call Star Wars the Spreadsheet. (laughs) Spreadsheets are fun! Those people didn't like the new game, but the people who'd been burned and already tried it and didn't like Star Wars the Spreadsheet never came back for the new game enhancements and the game limped along, but MMORPGs, these online role-playing games, are time sucks. They are. And for those of you out there who are listeners and not podcasters, podcasting is a time suck. It's a time vampire. It is. It involves a lot of editing and things. We don't don't just sit down here for one hour and then release a one-hour show. We sit down here for four hours and then spend four more editing and then release a one-hour show. But we have gotten better. And then Barrent spends eight hours enhancing it. So there's no way I have time to play The Old Republic. And because of that, I was like, do I want the maquette on eBay? I want the maquette. Do I even want to buy the game? I want to poke my head in the game. I want to look around the game. But do I want to spend $80 to look around the game? But then, smart, smart people... It's limited. Electronic Arts has announced that if you're a procrastinator like me, holding off on the Overpublic, you may not get it. This is actually smart. I remember the day Galaxies came out. I pre-ordered it at GameStop. Went on my lunch, and I'm using air (laughs) quotes right now, because I went at 10 a.m. right when they opened from my job to go get it and get the collector's edition that had all this stuff. And then I spent the rest of my workday reading the manual because I couldn't play it. Why didn't I take the day off work? Well, at that time, I had a job where I could read the game manual at work, so I guess I didn't need to. I then went home, just so pumped, so excited to play my Rodian Bounty Hunter. Put in the disc. Denied. Aww. The servers were getting slammed. There was too much traffic. I was on the phone all night with my buddy Craig, both of us buying the collector's edition, both of us opening day, neither of us able to get in. I went to bed frustrated. He got in around 4 o'clock the next morning after trying all night. This is not a great launch to a game, especially, I mean, Galaxy. 
Galaxies was only five or six years ago, maybe seven. But even at that point, the internet wasn't where it is now with Facebook and everything. Twitter, you do not want trending how much your game sucks on launch day because people can't get in. Yeah, you need to be prepared for the number of servers that you're going to need. And this may be a way to actually ensure really smooth gameplay. This is exactly what they're doing is they are volunteering capping supply before launch. And then when they hit their milestone, they'll start adding servers. This is incredibly smart from a business perspective because A, it gets people like me off my ass to go buy it. Yes, it does. B, it prevents that trending the game sucks because people can't use it because it's getting slammed. C, it saves them money to not bring servers online before they're needed. It is a very smart move. Now, on the flip side... With a certain, a number of people are going to drop off after a while because it's not going to be like the, what they want out of a game experience. Some people have never played this kind of game. It's like The Sims, but you interact with other people. And that's the best way to describe it. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Well, Galaxies was like The Sims. If this game doesn't write, it won't be like The Sims. Yeah. But you're still going to have all of those MMORPG staples of leveling up. And the mm-hmm. more you play, the better you are. And how many marriages is this going to end? How many I- relationships is it going to break up? Because here's what happens a lot of times of these games, people play it and you're really involved in this game. You have a lot in stake at your, with your character and you develop an online friendship with people in your group or what, guild or whatever you want to call it. And there's people who have left their spouses to go with these other people they met online. I got to think those marriages weren't that happy to begin with. Well, I would think if the one is playing MMORGs all the time, then... Yes, but... There's going to be people like me who are going into looky-loo. And if this game is crack, then maybe I will... I'll have to sell you credits to play. Perhaps. But there will be people like me who go in without the intent of staying as a game player. And so they don't need the server capacity. Now, the numbers I read online is that they're limiting pre-release sales to at most half a million copies. Now, half a million sounds like a lot until you think that they want millions of people. They want this to be World of Warcraft based. And so half a million is pretty small. And what I read, again, take this with a grain of salt because I'll link to the article to source it. But they say only the first 50,000 copies are guaranteed. What? How can they do that? Then the rest will just get them as they trickle. More importantly still, if you're a collector and if you're listening to this show, I presume you are, you want that physical media. Yeah. 20 years from now, you want to be able to pull out that little DVD-ROM and say, remember this game? I'm holding it in my hand. I could see this becoming a digital download only post-launch where you don't even go to the store and buy a disc. Do you know how much money they'd save with that? Tons. Yeah. And this is why I got off my butt and went to Amazon and pre-ordered the collector's edition before the show and got my maquette and got my physical media. And also, I get, because I ordered the collector's edition and I ordered it from Amazon, I get a special color stone to change my weapon effect in the game. whoop to doo And I'm going to get early access to the game. So you get two non-tangible exclusives. But I'm going to get early access to the game. And so be sure to tune into Star Wars Action News when that goes live. And I will have a first impression review of Star Wars The Old Republic. Can it live up to the trailer? Can it live up to the Paul S. Kemp novel? I'm skeptical, but I hope so. I'm just not an MMORPG kind of guy, though. Galaxies consumed me for like three months. You were a Galaxies widow for about three months. I was. Now I'm a podcast widow. Not playing specifically. So if you like that, head 
head to our homepage, use the link from our homepage, please, to Amazon, and pre-order your copy now, Collector's Edition or not. Speaking of limited online sales, this past week, Celebration 6 tickets went on sale for the VIP packages. I'm sure there's some people out there who look at certain things that I buy and go, you know, I like Star Wars, but why would you spend the money on that item? Mm -hmm. I kind of feel that way about the VIP tickets to Celebration 5. The gold ones were $850. For Celebration 6. They're more expensive for 6 than they were for 5. And the silver ones are $400. And again, with those, for $850, you get a VIP badge, an official poster, a program book, a concierge. Admittedly, bag check would be awesome. Okay, but they do have bag check available at the convention center. We use it all the dang time. You get a half hour early access exhibit to the hall and the store. And then you also get a dedicated entrance to the exhibit hall. Oh, I like this one, but I have that anyway. It's a personal shopper. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's you. I just tell you what I want. What I like is the express checkout and the autograph line pass so that you can bypass the lines on the big ones. However, at the store, we didn't need the express checkout. No, it was pretty good. But you also get reserved seating at the celebrity stage, at the digital stage, a private meet and greet with voice actors from the Clone Wars and numbered art print from Filoni. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here, but it's just not $850 good to me. I'd rather take that $850 to spend in the store rather than... Well, there were three new things that were added to the VIP package this year. 10% off entire initial order at the Celebration 6 store. So your first order. So you better get all you want on that first order to get your 10% off. If you even think you might want it, you should buy it at your 10% off. That's the rule for that. Now you also get an exclusive VIP variant hat and access to exclusive Wednesday night celebration store shopping party. So we got into that because we were presenters at the last one. At the last one. And it, we. It wasn't a party. We just got to shop the night before. Yeah. So there was no party. This time there's apparently a party. Yeah. Or maybe it's just the party is the shopping. Now, if you get the cheaper ticket, the silver Jedi Knight package for 400 you get 5% off your initial order at the celebration store and access to the store party. Now, admittedly, if you're planning on spending thousands at the celebration store, you could make these tickets pay for themselves. Yes. Take five of everything. But for me, I'm happy just to get a regular ticket in. I'd rather just spend that money in the store for myself. But for all those who get it, I I get it, but it's just not where I would choose to spend my money. What's surprising to me, though, is how many people... I've said this with Celebration 5. I'm like, who's going to pay that? And they sold out in a blink. Yeah. Now, the people who were Celebration 5, Jedi Knight and Jedi Master holders, got early access to this. And I understand that when they went to public access, it was just a couple of minutes and they were gone. Mm-hmm. So to all of you who bought that, I'll say... See you at the con. Now, with some online shopping news, over at Brian's Toys, if you are still looking for Vintage Wave 3 with some of those very cool figures like Jango Fett and the Gamorrean Guard, they have Vintage Wave 3 in stock. They also have the Blu-ray Commemorative Figure 4-packs we reviewed a couple episodes ago. You can get an entire set of six. Or if you want real vintage versus what they're calling this vintage collection now, the Neo Vintage. (laughs) Nouveau Vintage. It's like Nouveau Riche. They have real vintage AFA 90 Anakin Skywalker, the mail away figure on there. And remember, you can save $15 off any order over $75 with the coupon code 15SUMMER. And also remember when checking out at Brian's Toys, be sure to mention that you heard about them on Star Wars Action News. And Brian's Toys isn't just a sponsor of Star Wars Action News. I'm actually a client of their one of every figure club. It's just like the hair club for men. 
or the Action Figure Club for Men. Or the Action Figure Club for Girls, if you want all of the figures. And I was so happy last week when I came home and found a nice big Brian's Toys box on my doorstep full of new Clone Wars figures. What I got and what you can go and order or pre-order now from Brian's Toys are Clone Wars 2011 Waves 1, 2, and 3 all in one giant box. It was like Christmas Day. Wave 1, we get two troop builders and ARF trooper. They look like doggies. Obviously, they named them by what they look like. His mask is really detailed. There's helmet. I agree. I think they did a great paint job on him. You know, all of the Clone Wars clones have this kind of anorexic waistline look. I can't imagine a ribcage being that small, but I really like the paint jobs they've done with them. And all of the clones are the same mold and they're true to how they look in the show, but I don't think they'd go with the non-animated style figures, but I'm really growing on some of these paint apps they're doing. And just, they're from the show and the figures are really being true to that. One of that I'm really jazzed about here is Clone Commander Jet. And he's just beiged out and it's just such a nice, different change of pace with the browns and yellows. I think that may be the first and only time in the world that someone has said something was beiged out. What's your favorite color? Beige. <laughs> All these figures, of course, come with their battle cards and battle dice. I know, Marjorie, you love dice. I'm allergic to them. Next up, we have Plo Koon. Him, I'm not so sure about. He's kind of a cold weather gear Plo Koon. And because of that, it makes his head look really scrunched up. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of the head on him. Yeah, the collar makes his, what are those, mandibles, tentacles? What I don't know what those are. I always think he looks like an ant. So that's why I say <laughs> mandibles. It makes it all scrunchy. Right. And then from my favorite arc of last season, we get our first Savage Press figure. He is topless Savage Press. He's got a look on his face that makes it look like somebody did something that smells bad. Darth Maul sometimes has that face, too. He almost looks like he'd be glow in the dark. He really does from the color they use. Yeah. It's really it's, pale. It is. It's that weird yellow that you get with glow in the dark stuff. I'm pretty sure he doesn't glow in the dark. But no, I'm he just does saying. not. But they went through a lot of work on the head sculpt, the head detail, the facial expression a little bit aside. I really like this figure. I really like the character, though, so I'm pro- inclined to like this figure anyway. And then, because these are small waves, that was all of Wave 1. There's only four figures per wave. Wave 2 has five. The first being another Captain Rex, this time with a rocket pack and propulsion pack. Captain Rex is a huge favorite among kids. He really is. And Although I'm going to have to say, obviously we're looking at this as not open. I would think that the pack would weigh him down and make him tip over backwards. He comes with a stand too. Ah, because it looks kind of big. And he's got soft goods, which is always a nice touch. I do like soft goods. And they very rarely do soft goods on these Clone Wars figures. Next up, we have Cold Weather Gear Kit Fisto, who I think, you know, a good companion piece, but I think Kit looks a little bit more comfortable in his parka. He likes to be topless, though. Next up, when I saw this at Comic-Con, this was one of my favorite figures, and it does not disappoint in hand. Serapas with the little guy inside the giant suit. Much like Men in Black. Yes. It's very cute. Then continuing our B-level Jedi roster, we get Sicy Tin with a clone helmet that goes on, and of course the clone helmet is cut so that it allows his horns to fit, and also has Jedi flight gear, and it's green. I think Kid Fisto is going to be mad. Yeah, isn't this Kid Fisto's color? Uh-huh. Um, no. It's gonna be very awkward when they show up at flight school and they're wearing the same flight pack. 
Then our fifth figure was one that confused me. It's a stealth ops clone trooper. Not a shadow clone, but a stealth ops clone. And he's all gray and he's got these red circles around his ears. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, isn't that the Target exclusive clone I just got? Blackout? And I had to pull out Blackout. No, Blackout has a yellow stripe going down his head. Whereas the standard stealth ops clone trooper, slightly darker shade of gray, no yellow stripes down his head. But man, they are similar. I loved Blackout when I saw him at Toys R Us so much that I bought two. And now that this guy's out, if I see him on shelves, I can see myself getting a couple more of him to kind of troop build. I just like the gray with the red. It is very striking. However, I would think if you're going to be stealthy, red is not the color to put on your head and have big red rockets. So yeah, Clone Wars Wave 2, between that clone and Serapus, great wave. Really like it. Then finally in Wave 3, we start off with Evan Peel. And despite being a really short character. I like what they've done with him. He's kind of comical looking, though. Not very good for a Jedi. No, he is very... He's like a little... The little people from Wizard of Oz. The Lollipop Guild? Yes, he looks like he's in the Lollipop Guild. And he looks like Yoda's cousin, though. Well, yes, everybody's wondered if he's in the same species or not because of those ears. He does have giant ears. Then we get Plo Koon's Astromech R7-D4. I like the Astromechs in this line. They fit in real well, I think, with the non-animated style, despite the paints being you know, a little bit glossier. I think you could still put these in the background of... Well, they color coordinate with their ships, so it's perfect. It is. Perhaps it's so people don't know where to shoot, because if you take out the astromech droid, you really hamper their navigational abilities. Then we get our second Savage Press. This one in full battle armor. Totally different face sculpt. Maybe he just always looks like he smelled something foul, though. <laughs> I told you Darth Maul sometimes looked like that, too. Although this one, you don't get his teeth. You just get his mouth. Right. That's how I knew it was a different face sculpt. Then the final figure I received in my shipment, Chewbacca. Chewie! What a Wookiee. But I'm not liking this figure so much because really it looks like he's just draped himself of layers of furs and it's like got three ridges. It's tiered. One in the waist, one below the crotch. Yeah, how they've done Chewbacca's in the past is not like this at all. And I don't... It makes him look like he's got a pop belly, though, doesn't it? <laughs> kind of does. I'm not a big fan of this one at all. I think this is the worst of any of them. They also made his upper arms way too scrawny. Look at his upper arms compared to his forearms. Yeah, I guess, again, there looks a little bit true to the animation, but it does not look right. You know what else I don't like is his elbow joint. It's a darker brown yeah. than the rest of him, and so it really stands out poorly. Despite being one of my favorite characters, an original trilogy character that actually makes sense to be in the Clone Wars time period. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Lucas, for putting him in episode three. I guess it makes sense because of the episode three appearance, which I never Which was not to needed, yeah. But I like what they did with the face. It still looks very original trilogy in the face. But overall, this is a figure I think I could do without, and I hope they come out with a better Chewie in the future, because this one, not liking him that much. But still, just a great box to open from Brian's Toys. Two Savage Presses, both of whom I imagine are going to be just... They're this year's Cad Bane, is my prediction. Yeah, I think they are. Especially since they're shipping two, but they're so totally different. Mm -hmm. Kids are going to want both. I think I prefer the armored one, because he's not showing the teeth in the armor. It's just such great armor. And from my favorite arc of last year, so just... Great ways of figures. Check your store shelves, and if you can't find them there, be sure when checking out at Brian's Toys to mention you heard about them at Star Wars Action News. And next up, we have Nathan P. Butler continuing his look back at the beloved Hasbro comic two-pack series. (laughs) 
Hello, Star Wars Action News listeners. This is Nathan P. Butler of StarWarsFanWorks.com and the Star Wars Timeline Gold, bringing you Expanding the Universe, your EU special report. We continue with part four of our seven-part look at the Star Wars comic packs from Hasbro. Let's take stock as we head into the second half of our 2008 coverage. So far, we have seen 29 comic packs, if you count the fact that two of them were the exact same one in different packaging, Republic number 57 with Anakin and the Assassin Droid. Among those 29 packs, we have seen two Obi-Wan Kenobi figures, two Quinlan Vos, three Luke Skywalkers, though one was called Lieutenant Jundland, we know who you are, Luke, two Leia Organa figures, but one was from an Infinity story, two Darth Vaders, with one of them being Infinities, and three Anakin Skywalkers, or two if you don't count the reissue. We've also seen one Dina Shan. Wait, why would I mention Dina in a tally like this? Isn't she pretty obscure? Well, yeah, but you'll see why she's mentioned momentarily. We've also, thus far, seen comic packs from eight film adaptation issues, eight from Republic, both before and after it had its name change, and counting the reissue one both times, three from the original Marvel Comics series, two each from Empire and Legacy, and one each from Heir to the Empire, X-Wing Rogue Squadron, Tales, Purge, Crimson Empire, and Infinities. We'll find as we go along that the comic packs frequently return to the same wells, if that wasn't already readily apparent. 2008 continues with more straight-up expanded universe packs, none of which were based on simple film adaptations. Thank the maker for that one. Obsession number three features a portion of a Clone Wars tale that kills several Jedi, but, most interestingly, ends the career of the Jedi bounty hunter Dirge, who, as we know from the Gindy Tartakovsky animated series, is made of Nickelodeon slime. This pack appropriately features a brand new figure of Dirge, along with another Anakin Skywalker. Yes, this makes four Anakins so far in the comic packs, or just three if you count that Republic 57 was released twice. We return to the pages of Empire for that series' third comic pack with Empire number 1, featuring yet another Darth Vader. That's three so far, though one was Infinities, along with a brand new figure of the treacherous Grand Moff Trashda, who, while appearing more machine than man in some respects himself, led a plot to destroy the Sith and purify the Empire of their influence in the very first Empire story arc entitled Betrayal. Speaking of Darth Vader figures and the division of those between regular and Infinities versions, we received another Vader figure in our second Infinities comic pack, this time from Infinities Return of the Jedi. It features the infamous white-armored, redeemed Vader from the final issue of that series, which is the included comic, along with Leia Organa, as presented in that issue. This is interesting, given that the only other Infinities comic pack we've seen in our retrospective so far was also a pack of Leia and Vader, as seen in Infinity's The Empire Strikes Back. This, by the way, makes four Vaders, half regular, half Infinity's, and three Leia's so far. Speaking of Leia, she receives another figure in Shadows of the Empire number 5's comic pack, based on the comic book series from the Multimedia Project back in 1996 that consisted of a novel, video game, comic series, pop-up book, and other tie-ins, all of which show different facets of the same story. This one comes with Leia all sexied up for Prince Shizor of Black Sun and the Falene Crime Lord himself. That's four Leias, three regular, two Infinities, just like Vader, and one Shizor. 
But this might be a good time for an aside, however. This was not the first Shadows of the Empire comic pack, nor was 2007 technically the true beginning of comic packs. It was simply a return to a formula that had been used briefly during the 1996 promotion of that multimedia venture, Shadows of the Empire. 1996 had already seen two comic packs, both based on a different issue of Shadows of the Empire. One featured Boba Fett and IG-88, and the other featured Darth Vader and Shizor. This would make this technically the second Shizor in a comic pack, but the 1996 Shadows of the Empire packs are usually not considered part of the product line proper. Speaking of comic packs based on comics based on, or in conjunction with, novels, we see a return to the comic packs based on the comics based on Heir to the Empire, that series' second pack, with issue number one of Heir to the Empire, featuring Talon Card and Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now just as that story, Heir to the Empire, relaunched Star Wars novels in 1991, the comic series Dark Empire did the same for Star Wars comics that same year. This year, 2008, saw the release of the first issue of the second Dark Empire series, creatively entitled Dark Empire 2, with figures for the Emperor Reborn, a clone of Emperor Palpatine with his spirit inhabiting it as the main antagonist of all three Dark Empire comic miniseries, and another Luke Skywalker. This was our fourth Luke thus far in the comic packs. Another Luke came this year with Rebellion Number 3, the third part of My Brother, My Enemy, which brings back Janik Tank Sunber. The storyline was a sequel to The Wrong Side of the War in the pages of Rebellion's precursor series, Empire. Interestingly, this pack comes with Luke Skywalker and Dina Shan. And it was that precursor storyline, The Wrong Side of the War, that gave us another Luke and Dina pack during 2007. Again, we're returning to the same well over and over again. That, by the way, makes five Lukes and two Dinas, which was quite a shock, given how little known Dina was beyond the pages of Empire and Rebellion. Speaking of returns to comic series, X-Wing Rogue Squadron returned for its second comic pack this year with issue number 32, Mandatory Retirement Part 1, and figures for Wedge Antilles and Borsk Thalia. I should note here, by the way, that while the X-Wing Rogue Squadron comic series shared characters with the X-Wing novel series, which began with a novel called Rogue Squadron, and with the X-Wing Rogue Squadron video game series, which began with a game called, yes, X-Wing Rogue Squadron, none of these were adaptations of each other. They were all separate storylines that shared the general theme of the squadron and some of the characters. Thus, it doesn't fit into the comic pack based on a comic based on a novel format of something like, say, Heir to the Empire. Finally, we return to the Het family and the Republic comic series before it gained the subtitle of Republic for Star Wars number 11, part of the Outlander storyline and figures for Key Adimundi and Sharad Het, not to be confused with the previous release of Asharad Het, with an A apostrophe in front of it, Sharad Het's son, and the future Darth Krait. We now have the whole family, as far as the Jedi are concerned. This, by the way, marks our ninth comic pack from Republic, if you count the issue 57 reissue. So 2008 wraps up with some pretty cool figures and some interesting comic packs, but a whole lot of dipping back into series and characters that the comic packs had already touched upon in 2007 or elsewhere within the 2008 product line. 
Will this trend of going back to the same series or same characters continue? Well, we'll see. Next time, we leap ahead into 2009 for the first in two segments to recap the penultimate Comic Pack Year's offerings. For now, that wraps up 2008. Back to Arnie and Marjorie. Thanks, Nathan. And remember, listeners, you can hear Nathan P. Butler as well as Dan, Jerry, Jen, and Barrett looking at Dirge and others in our Clone Wars summer series of the Clone Wars micro series on Republic Forces Radio Network, the podcast you can find at republicforces.com. That's our show for this week. I just want to remind you that Creature, who made Arnie and I an awesome, awesome custom mugs of our favorite characters, is giving away a Han and Carbonite. You just have to go to the forums. Post in the Han and Carbonite thread, then listen next week to see if you've won. So until next week... Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News book club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com, HansHideout.Blogspot.com, and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. 
parts. It's like Star Wars is Joan Rivers now. There's going to be no original parts. Pretty soon it's going to be like Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber as Luke and Leia. That's the remake. Ugh, I would have to swear off Star Wars if that happened. I really would. I hate them both. Taylor Swift more than Justin Bieber, but I... Ugh. They're the reason for the teardrops on your Blu-ray case? I don't know what that means. With the mask on, he looks like something from a horror movie, and I can't place it. Do you see it? No. That looks familiar, and I can't place it. I'll come up with it, I guess. 